Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week here on The Cross, we're talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife having a rating. That's right, it's a PG-13 rating. What does that mean for the movie? We'll discuss that. Not entirely surprising, but uh, some, some stuff we can talk about in there. Uh, we also are going to be talking about Finn Wolfhard's awesome interview that he had at the uh, Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, some merchandise stuff, including a fun pin set that's up on GB Fans. A whole lot of fun, awesome things. Seriously, it's, it's good. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! The good old days, nothing but audio. I, I can actually throw a bunch of you know, sound uh, blankets Audio. and pillows and stuff in front of me, and it actually Audio. sounds decent, and it doesn't Audio. sound like a YouTube video. I can hear it. I can hear the timbre in my voice. You're on with the cross rip. Listen to that. No echo, because you don't hear the blank walls. Um, you're, on, you're listening to Troy in the Canuck. <laughs> Troy in the Canuck in the morning. <laughs> Rock and Reggie is still broadcasting. Um, uh, well, hey everybody, uh, audio only version. Um, I, I it, it's going to sound like lip service, but I actually felt bad for our audio listeners, our longtime podcast audio listeners. Uh, after uh, probably the last like two or three episodes where we've really focused on the video for YouTube, um, particularly on that uh, Eagle Moss building um, episode where it's just like. I, I can hear people either hitting the 10 second skip, hopefully mercifully, or just cutting out of the episode and <laughs> moving on <laughs> to whatever's next in their playlist. Just because, uh, you know, when, when you're building stuff, there's there's those awkward silences where you and I are focusing on mm. stuff and trying to put pieces together and brain power is not what it used to be, so we can't no. really hold conversation while we're doing that. And um, so uh, so we're, we're going to sure. do an audio version here. Yeah. Good. Surely there must be some sort of filter that looks for gaps and says, did you really want this here? Uh, there is. It's my eyeballs when I'm editing, but... No, um, no, that's not... It. Uh, Mr. Michael Tanaka, quick shout out to you, sir, at 12.20 a.m. asking me if I was having technical difficulties. Uh, no, sir, it was a two-hour long podcast, and I was still <laughs> editing it at midnight, <laughs> trying to get it done desperately. Um, it wasn't my fault. I no. got my file in early. No, no, no. It was it was just a hundred percent the cumbersome nature of. I, I, mm. I mean, it, it's of our own doing. Like, I want these Eagle Moss builds to be like actual real time, us working on stuff. But um, I, I was I really felt for our podcast listeners, uh, and I tried to cut out whatever little gaps and peaks and valleys and stuff that were in there. Uh, but. But there was a lot of a lot of dead air, so I apologize, and that's why we're making it up to you with a smooth sailing, tried and true, audio only podcast this go around. Uh, but it's also because there's some fun news that I thought would just be would benefit from our conversation, Chris. Just our usual mm. back and forth banter. Um, 
But uh, but before before we get into that, I did want to talk to you about uh, Janet Margoline because this is kind of like a good warm up because it 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 combines Ghostbusters with one of the favorite topics that you and I like to talk about in our warm ups, which is. Um, uh, 1980s and 1970s television, uh, particularly of the cop drama variety. Um, we were watching the Columbo. We're, we're still working through the ABC years, which is like 1988 through 92. I want to say are those last few uh, seasons of Columbo. And yeah. uh, 1990, uh, watching a, a wonderful episode about a romance writer who. Uh, seems very sweet and they're really making a a point of talking about how you know how beautiful she is and she hasn't had a facelift and she's just got a natural beauty to her and the whole time like I'm I'm telling Kelly I'm like I recognize her I swear I know her from somewhere Um, and then uh, another woman shows up who is her uh, literary agent and same thing I'm like I swear I know her too why do I know these two people um, and it turns out that the the romance writer is Janet Margoline. It was one of the last things she did before she passed away. Uh, hmm. Ghostbusters 2 being in uh, 1989. She, of course, was the prosecutor uh, in the courtroom right. scene. Um, so that that happened in 89. This episode would have been the year after. And you can already see, you know, her health is kind of deteriorating. And then it kind of adds a little bit of a subtext to all of the the lines of dialogue that are pointed in her direction like you are just a, a sweet and charming and beautiful individual and it's like you kind of know that maybe they knew she was sick uh and they were they were just mm. really like reinforcing what a wonderful and and beautiful human being she was uh so i thought that was really cute i thought that was just ghostbusters seeping into your everyday life kind of as right. it always seems to happen um and uh that's uh that's a lot deeper than you kind of want from your Columbo there uh, it really was i mean I, the abc years I, I won't derail us too much here but everybody kind of speaks ill of the 80s and 90s Columbos because they have a very different look and feel and tone and writing style and, and so on and so forth but if you make it through those first like two or three episodes they're actually pretty good there's like yeah. Uh, there's a string of like two or three episodes that have been classic Columbo, and I've I've really I really enjoyed it. It's obviously the first time I've seen them, so um, right. It, it, they may not hold up on repeat viewing, uh, but it was fun. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's that's sort of like our go-to still, where it's like, oh my god, my brain hurts. Turn turn on television. <laughs> let Columbo entertain us with his. Well, I don't I don't have Columbo. You're watching it on Prime. Wait. No. No, we're watching it on on YouTube TV through it's their on demand for Sundance. Uh the Sundance YouTube channel showed them all. TV. Is that different yeah. from like YouTube? It is. It's their premium, you know, their cable. Um Gotcha. Okay. It's not so YouTube I don't... Red and it's not YouTube Dark and it's not YouTube <laughs> Premium and it's premium. not YouTube Platinum. I uh yeah. I somewhere as though I have a multi disc of the movies, but the movies were late too, weren't they? Like they were kind of after the show went off the air. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they all were they kind of. Did. I think they were just Sunday night mystery movies, is what they ended right. up doing for. Yeah. Actually, I think they all were considered because on CBS they were like the mystery, the uh, whatever it was CBS Mystery Hour or something like that. Um, but it, I mean, if, it, yeah. there's no. been a, a lot of memes kind of floating around because people are revisiting older TV during this whole lockdown quarantine stay at home thing. Um, and somebody pointed out like, I miss old TV. And it's just that we've talked about it on the show before. It's Columbo dialing for five minutes, a phone number. And it's because they were padding it out to be a 90 minute show when it was actually a 60 minute show. 
Um, so you can tell that some of them were not supposed to be movies. They were supposed to be 45 minutes of TV, and they were figuring that out. But uh, Yeah. You know, this is the year that I think television should go back and look at all the uh, the backdoor pilots that never flew and reboot those. Uh, Why yes. not? Just try it, right? Like, What have you got to – I mean, I, I would say what have you got to lose, but I know that COVID-contingent uh, uh, or COVID-compliant uh, – Production is very difficult right now, so it's very like difficult. you don't but, just want to uh, throw money at something, but please nah, try it. But we're we're getting desperate for uh, for content. Uh, and, you know, not even the backdoor pilots, like the 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 half seasons. <laughs> just any, you know, something something that never got to finish its run. Uh, right? Go go pick up your whatever your your fireflies are you know at least firefly had some closure and serenity but what find is one it? of those shows that was canceled with like yeah. three episodes left let them finish their show finish the show well it, you can go even older too like some of the there were some real great ones what's that luke gossett jr one uh, iron From eagle two. no no <laughs> no he was a he was like a private eye or a con man and his brother oh, i can't remember yeah uh, what was that one called that was um and that was a backdoor pilot i think that might have been a murder she wrote backdoor pilot to be honest uh, um, yeah what was that one called but here's my thinking right like so we live in the 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 streamy world where we're fine with like a six to ten episode arc so if you assume that something that doesn't have super amounts of special effects take a week an episode to shoot you know like you you cast everybody uh you put them in a hotel sequestered away for two weeks to uh, start bubbling read-throughs yeah. and all that sort of thing. Then you shoot for, uh, uh, you know, just under two months, a month and a half, and and done. <laughs> month and just, a half, yeah. <laughs> a month and a half is not an unreasonable amount of time that, you know, some actors have been away on movies and stuff like that. Like, you just, and then it's done, and we have a new series that we can watch, and it'd be yeah. great. And please don't do it over Zoom, like the Father of the Bride reunion and things like that. I mean, it's it's fun and it's yeah. wonderful for like 15, 20 seconds, and then you're like, oh, I wish this was actually happening. Why aren't they just... Well, <sighs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, we watch old shows, and it is a real... It has to be like a real major hit or something to kind of see why it why it it struck but even then they tend to they sit squarely in whatever the the comedy tone was at the time right so you try to do like a spin-off of murder she wrote for an episode and the premise is kind of cool but you're still in that murder she wrote era of <laughs> trying to get like, that tone. writing yeah and tone yeah. and all that and it just doesn't work for some reason it's like screw it like now you just pull it out, you take the premise and you hand it off to a bunch of guys that may not even have been born when the backdoor pilot first aired and say, here's the premise, do something wacky with it and I'll let them go. Yeah. Find new actors. Like there's lots of actors around that, you know, could take a spin on it. And I think it'd be great. That's I think it's, a, it's I, this is the year to experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, especially because, uh, of, of all the stuff that's going on, everybody's gotten nostalgic for anything and everything. Uh, so yeah, why not do it? But right. Yeah. Um, I like that idea. I like that plan. If, <laughs> if somebody out there wants to run with it, it's not going to be me. I'm not going to have anything to do with it, but if somebody's listening, uh, please, please do. Um, well, let's see, Chris, what we got? We got some news. We've got some Ghostbusters Afterlife news that we're going to yeah, get into. some little stuff to talk about, yeah. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, kind of odds and ends of, you know, merch things, uh, some some old school Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters 2 stuff, some comic news 
maybe mm, question maybe, mark not possibly really. not really but uh, an excuse to talk yeah an excuse to talk about comics uh so let's let's dive into the news and we'll go from there here we go with the news hey guys peter i have some news from the world of gozer i got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head multiplanar curly and emanation yeah well here's your next month's cover of gq check out the aura on this sucker So I guess let's start with the afterlife news, Chris, because it's not sure. – the funny thing is at surface level, you look at these two items on our rundown and it's like, okay, eh, I got it. Like there's there's not much here to talk about. But at the same time, there actually kind of is. Um, so let's start at the top level, surface level with Ghostbusters Afterlife has received from the Motion Picture Association of America a PG-13 rating, uh, which – I mean, social media uh, at the moment has n- not a whole lot of fun pop culture stuff to talk about. Uh, so ratings seem to be getting a lot of buzz. Uh, look at your Justice League getting an R rating and everybody talking about it still to this day. Um, but uh, yeah, PG-13 was not crazy unexpected. Am I am I crazy? I, I, I thought like, of course it's going to be no. PG-13. It's not going to be PG. It's so not the, first, be R. the first one shouldn't have been PG. It just sort of snuck around at a time when ratings were shifting right uh literally the year that it came out right because 84 was also when the pg-13 rating was introduced with uh um the temple of doom right um because because we didn't want the r rating so pg is supposed to be a step up from general so it's like a uh you know a general uh film with a bit of an edge and I'm telling you right now, Winston saying, I've seen shit that'll turn you white <laughs> and, uh, Ray getting a ghost blowjob. That uh, yes. is not G with an edge. That's a bit beyond that. So it should have been PG 13. Then the second one, they obviously dialed it in at the kids. Cause by that point they had real ghostbusters up and running and it was super popular. So, you know, Slimer had his part. Lewis was a bit goofier. Um, I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, Smoking was, Jean- was nixed, uh, was with nixed. the exception Jeanine. of a cigar. Janine and Lewis were the raunchiest thing in that movie. Let's just be very honest. Um, <laughs> um, and so, but that's not where this one was going. I didn't expect that Jason, I mean, <laughs> there was no, when you do a, P, a G or a PG movie that has like family stuff going on, it tends to end up kind of schmaltzy. Yeah. If you want it to have any gravitas, it has to move up to PG-13. Mostly because you have to make room for, you know, like a 14-year-old uh, kid or however old Finn is supposed to be in the movie, you know, to 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 curse a few words and something like that and Yeah, and uh, and, and it doesn't mean that it's going to be completely, you know, Eddie Murphy raw here. Uh it gives you one F bomb, well, right? Yeah, right? Uh, like, PG-13 gives you one F bomb and then uh, suggested sex or something like that. I forget <laughs> how they make the delineation there. But yes. like, uh, PG th- uh, thirteen gives you what I like to call the the one comedy swear word, the one comedy f bomb. Yeah, because it is almost inevitably used as a uh, as the tension breaker after a scare or a, a a a you know a big moment or something like that. Right? Like like it is that is its sole purpose. And I I. Podcast bet Paul Rudd gets it. If there's an uh, F bomb, yeah, Paul Rudd gets it. It's got to be either he or Finn, probably. But uh, yeah, so so at any rate, I mean, it's it's kind of not unexpected. Um, it does give you, 
you know, hope that it, it is going to have some teeth. Like Jason Reitman has been saying that he wants the movie to be scary. So, of course, you yep. know, the MPAA puts their, you know, strong language and suggestive material type uh, well, things on there. And they put supernatural action su- yeah. and suggestive references. Uh, so take take that oh, at, boy. you know. Apparently, Uncle Ray's going to talk about his ghost blow job then, I guess. <laughs> Let me tell you guys about Fort way. Dick Marrying, and they use that new footage as a flashback just to kind of mm. give you a little bit of... Um, no, oh, I, the I, funny I mean, part is you're being funny, and I'm a little concerned now. <laughs> that, that sounds... That's a, that's not a, that's not a strong possibility, but that is that not a nil possibility no. either. Let's be um, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Ray, tell us about that time. No, uh, no, 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 no. You know, I mean, but, but the little things in in the first movie, like you were pointing out, like the you know, this man has no dick. Make him hard. Like anything that is somewhat suggestive would probably yep. get this this flag. Uh, and you know, at the same time, I'm trying to remember. Answer the call was also PG thirteen. It had to have been with some of the references uh, and the, the language and stuff that was in there. It wasn't, it wasn't the PG. Um, uh, well, no, cause it also got dark. See, here's the thing. PG 13 also tends to cover stuff that he's going to scare kids under 13 too. Uh, and for whatever true. people yeah. say, like bits and pieces of the opening and stuff like that, not great with, you know, uh, like a 10 year old or an eight year old or something like that. Man, but. I will say that's the one thing that you realize once you have kids, you're kind of like, I don't know what the difference is between G PG PG 13. But then like when you have a kid and you're watching Miyazaki films and you realize like the PG versions have a lot of stuff in there that you have to explain. And the, the G yeah. ones are like, Oh, it's, it's fun. And it's Ponyo and look, they're friends and uh, they're running on giant fish in the ocean. You don't have to worry about anything. And then you get into like, <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. death. That's that's a that's a metaphor for death and that's destruction. Yeah. Oh no, we don't need to talk about that. Um, I had a I, I had a, a a friend of mine. Um, I, <laughs> uh, before I became a biological uncle, I had a couple of, of uh, nieces that. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Not a, I guess it's adopted. Fine, but uh, a friend of mine, his his daughter's a. Uh, made me Uncle Chris, and at one point we were talking away with you know Dad, and I was like, oh yeah, I saw Hellboy. It was you know it's cool. It's kind of great to see Hellboy. Oh yeah, great. Is it you know safe enough for like the kids to see? And I'm kind of like, <laughs> sure. And when, well, and well, part of me was kind of like, well, these. I mean, I know that they had, they took the kids in hand and they took them through you know scary movie stuff and all that. And yeah. I was kind of like, well, I mean, it's got monsters, but it's not really. There's no sex and there's no, not really any gore or anything. I mean, it's pretty comic booky and okay, cool. Thanks. And then the next week it was like, why did you not tell us about the TikTok Nazi? I'm like, what are you talking about? Never like, it's just stuff. You're not, you know, you don't have a kid of your own and you're like, do you not realize that the concept of a sand filled immortal Nazi uh, is terrifying to a child and will keep yeah. them up for, for weeks on totally end? Watch I'm like, Spawn? I don't, what's, uh, he's a comic book so, character and there's a clown in it. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, it, exactly. Right. It's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like, um, you know, Thomas has seen Scooby-Doo and stuff like that. So monster, there's there's monsters and then there's monsters. And yeah. You, you got to be careful a little different. about that. So Answer the Call had a couple of bits there, like uh, what's his name, you know, uh, falling into the basement and stuff like that. That is, that is yeah, some, and, that is some good you know, lightweight gets horror. A little, uh, a oh, little, yeah. At, at, I mean, Gertrude Aldridge, that's the one that uh, yeah, I mean, eyes all... have to look away every time we watch. Uh, so... 
Yeah, they're all I, pretty terrifying. I so mean, it's is, a, we know it's going to be scary. We know that Jason really wants to go for the scares. He keeps coming back to you know the terror dogs frightening him as a kid and and making such a lasting impression. Um, and also keeps talking about how he has to have have that balance between the humor and the horror uh, elements to make sure that there's some some scary, some funny, some uh, yep. some lighthearted and. That's actually kind of a good segue into Finn Wolfhard's interview here, which um, I, I will admit I was guilty of kind of like, oh, whatever. Finn's, you know, doing the press circuit for it because all of the film festivals are happening remotely right now. A Sundance and Toronto International Film Festival are both, you know, remote in, you know, you're getting your tickets and you're getting to watch a live stream of whatever screenings you were supposed to be seeing uh, right. at the actual film festivals. But they're still having cool, to do all the press. like. Yeah. It's cool because it's the one year that people who don't live in Toronto can actually conceivably yes. go to the film festival. Uh, and, and you know, uh, it's sort of like Comic-Con where you sort of miss that the whole point is to go and brush elbows with the artists and talk to the creators of your favorite books and to uh, interact with these things uh, because you're lost in the, like, parties and the restaurants and all the stuff that's happening. But with that right. taken out of the equation, it's focusing on the films again, which is kind of – of uh, it's kind of a good reset. It's a good clock reset for especially like Sundance, where I remember a lot of people would go to Sundance and you'd be like, "What movies did you see?" And like, "Oh, I didn't go any screenings." You're like, you were at the Sundance Film Festival. What? Anyway, uh, it was all just a <laughs> networking opportunity and and an excuse to stay in a hotel and go to lavish parties and eat a lot of yeah. good food and drink a lot of good booze. Um, so uh, so anyway, a long way around to talk about uh, Mr. Finn Wolfhard has been very hard at work because he I don't know when that kid sleeps to be completely and totally honest because he's got his band he's done his own short film uh he's in a film that's at the Toronto International Film Fest which the name of it escapes me right now I'm I'm sorry Finn um but so he's been doing press for that film that's uh, uh premiering at Toronto and of course like Carrie Coon and, and Ernie Hudson and a couple other people, they, they continue to do press. And of course, everybody always brings up Ghostbusters and they always say, I can't talk about stuff. Or a couple of weeks ago, we said poor Ernie Hudson got cornered to talk about something that he was like, I don't want to comment on it. And everybody's like, he said he didn't want to comment on it. What does that mean? You know, it's just like the, 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 the hype machine of Ghostbusters is real and everybody wants to get a piece of it. Um, so, so once people started sending that Toronto um, link to us, I kind of looked the other way, Chris. I was like, I, I'm sure he just says the ordinary things that we've heard, like, oh, I can't wait for people to see it, and I can't say anything about it, and, uh, you know, we filmed in Calgary. Um, it actually was a really good interview. For about five minutes, Finn is yeah. talking about, you know, the audition process. He's he's very careful to talk about things that he knows are safe. He talks about auditioning for the film, not knowing uh, that it was for Ghostbusters, but having an idea because it's, you know, Jason Reitman was on the sides. He had seen the teaser trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. He kind of put two and two together. Um, and also just really talking about how, uh, he, he again, he brings up the family affair element. That's all safe stuff. Um, and, and everybody focused on one quote saying that the original Ghostbusters play a big role in this film I think taking that section out and separating it kind of gives it a little more gravitas than it actually deserves. I think he was saying yeah. that in regards to like, this is in the OG universe. This is not the Paul Feig universe. He he does call that out specifically. Um, and he does say that it has that very, um, that very nuanced 
sense of humor, that very um, dry sense of humor that that Ivan Reitman has that has been passed along to his son. And in that sense, you feel the presence of Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and Ernie Hudson. Um, and, and I think when he said that they play a big role, that's what he was referring to. I, yeah. I, everybody that's thinking that it's going to be uh, 90 minutes of the original Ghostbusters with proton packs on their backs, maybe you no. might want to sit down just for a second and take a deep breath because I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but And just a, a wonderful, you know, Finn is... Man, he's come a long way since that first season of Stranger Things. Like listening to interviews with him that first year of of Stranger Things, he was a kid and was just sort of like, oh, gosh, this is a lot of fun. I I can't wait for people to see this. There's cool monsters and uh, it scares me and there's a lot of funny things. And Finn is now, dude, he's an adult. Like he is talking about uh, Eric Stielberg uh, being the DP and being – uh, Jason Reitman's best friend for so long and, and getting a lot of really cool stuff in the can, uh, in, in Canada. And I, I, I really dug, I mean the, the entire interview, you should go check it out. It's like a 20, 25 minute interview. And the Ghostbusters part is like four or five minutes long. Um, but it was, it was a really good, he's just, he's a good dude. Like I, I feel like if, if you were in high school and you got to be friends with him, you were in a cool club. Like you were among a select few uh, getting to hang out with that guy. But did, did you get a chance yeah. to watch and listen to it at all, Chris? I did. I watched the the the, the Ghostbusters-specific bit. I didn't watch the whole interview. I, I think the, um, was it the Michigan Ghostbusters? I yep, want to give Michigan credit where credit is. Somebody excerpted yeah. it out so that you can watch it just uh, by itself too. Um, but uh, but yeah, what what was your takeaway from, from that? Um... <sighs> Nothing. I invested nothing into it for for practical reasons. I mean, I listened to it and and um, was kind of waiting to see if anything would really. The, even the Michigan Ghostbusters kind of called it out that you could tell that he was trying to be very careful. Oh yeah, very careful. Said. Yeah. Um, and that's really the only thing to note. Like he didn't. I mean, it was very solid. It was very cool. Uh, you know, reinforced a lot of stuff, but you know, nothing. Nothing new really came out of it. Does that yeah. make any sense? So, uh, I mean, the one thing that I kind of took from it, um, which I think a lot of other people will share, um, because once this PG-13 rating news went up, uh, of course, the first 20 comments were, where's our trailer? Where's our trailer? Where's our trailer? Um, Finn, at the end of the interview, at least at the end of the portion of the Ghostbusters interview uh, section, you get a little bit of frustration from him because I have a feeling that everybody is so damn excited for us to see this film. And because of COVID, because of the way that things are unfolding, it has to keep moving and it has to keep pushing. And so Finn, I'd say that Finn's an adult and he's very media trained now, but he does let a little bit of that teenage brashness come out at the very end of, of the Ghostbusters section. And he's like, "Ah, just stupid COVID. Like I just, I want everybody to see it. And now I hear it's coming out in November. I hope that stays true because like, it's just, it's such a good movie and I want people to see it. Um, and, and I think I'm paraphrasing. So, uh, forgive me, but he says something to the effect of like, I hope more stuff gets out there so that people see it or something to that effect. Uh, so, you know, the, the frustration that we have, I think, is is also shared by the filmmakers and the people that were in front of the camera for the movie because you work so hard on something for 
eight weeks, 10 weeks, uh, if you're on post-production, even longer than that, if you're in pre-production, even, even longer than that. And, and then to have it done and have a rating, uh, finished and to have one trailer out there and, and it just keeps the kicking the can further and further away. It just has to be frustrating for them too, because they want us all to see it. They want to, yeah. You, you paint a painting, you want to put it up on the wall and have people critique it. Um, and you want to either enjoy the praise or you want to suffer the pain of people not liking it. <laughs> it it's, it's the struggle of any artist. You have to put yourself out there on that wire and, and let people uh, judge, judge what you have created. Um, so... Yeah, I, I mean, for everybody out there that is like, where's our other trailer? Again, the movie doesn't come out till November. Trailer is probably a long ways out again. Uh, but just know that if Finn Wolfhard is any indication, I think your your sentiments are shared with with at least him. Yeah, maybe other people too. Yep. Um, and I think that's that's all the afterlife news really that's fit to print. Um. I'm just looking through things. Yeah, I think that's everything. So let's talk uh, just really quick about uh, let's go let's go into the the IDW tease because I feel like that's one that a lot of us are are very anxiously awaiting any type of news that's related to Ghostbusters with IDW, uh, particularly those that have been following uh, the comicsology uh, issues being taken down, uh, th- things like that. Uh, and you and I, Chris, if I remember correctly, we kind of attributed it to just having to shuffle the game plan, like the stuff that was supposed to come out around the movie. Uh, you can't do that now. And so they, they probably have had to kind of rethink their release schedules, um, and haven't announced anything. Uh, Other people have said, well, previews hasn't solicited anything for the next three to four months down the line. So that's also suspicious, but uh, at any rate, Tom Waltz put something on, on Twitter and, it's it's all uh, TMNT related. You know they're really excited about their new uh, their their ongoing Ninja Turtles uh, series continuing, um, and they also had a, a Ronin uh, one shot I think that just came out too. But yeah, um, but uh, you know Tom Waltz always is is really good about posting up some some teaser art, some sequential art, uh, some stuff to to get our our appetites uh, ready for whatever is is coming and is this for the ongoing now? I'm I'm a little confused just based upon his. Twitter feed as to what we were seeing these frames from. Yeah, I don't know. It looks turtle related to me. It is. Um, yeah, it's it's like the end of a turtles issue. Uh, but it's not. Shoot. It's not. It's been a long time since I read the crossover uh, Ghostbusters and TMNT. So, but I don't think that's what this is from. It's it? yeah, so so the the caption that goes with Tom's post is missing in action ellipses question mark uh, hashtag TMNT hashtag twenty twenty one you see uh, a couple panels of you know the the turtles being threatened you're all gonna die and then out in the middle of space somewhere you know at an undisclosed location Proxima Centauri four point two light years from Earth uh, Chi Yu is trapped again in a ghost trap so. Uh, to me, it's an indication of there's going to be another Turtles crossover. Uh, if anybody is concerned with the Ghostbusters not having a license with IDW, maybe this is a little hint toward, well, there's at least something Ghostbusters related in a book coming out soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, his his uh, his very cryptic post about missing an action question mark does kind of lend itself to, 
our theory of is their lineup is just all up in the air, right? Like, yeah, and and I think so. So part of my confusion with Tom's you know posts here is he's also just posting stuff that's coming in like 2022 from Ninja Turtles. Like they're just he's hyping up the Ninja Turtles line as much as he can. So I don't know Absolutely. quite where and when we're gonna see this. And I don't think Q Q Michael's email. Um, I don't think we've seen this yet. I don't remember this being at the end of any of the crossovers either. So, um, you know, this, this is something new, something that's coming down the line. Uh, at any rate, I put, I put a pin in it. I think you put it best on your proton charging, uh, Twitter account. Just like, let's talk about this later. Yeah. Um, cause there's, uh, there's not much you can really take from it. It's all hopes and dreams at this point. So let's just. And it could also not be an indication of another crossover. It could just be, you know, here here is the ongoing threat from the crossovers uh, that's out there in the wild and may come back to rear its ugly head uh, in, in the Turtles book uh, without the Ghostbusters proper showing up. So, um, so yeah, stay tuned. I mean, again, it's just it's nice to see IDW and, and Ghostbusters um, in the in the same uh, conversation. Um and then I think everything else is just kind of merch-wise. Uh, AJ's got those pins. What what yep. were those, Chris? Oh, the... The ectoplasm recall, cans? Yeah, the cans of ectoplasm came with little ghost guys in them. Did they not? Yeah, yeah. Is that So, so he's got like a series of the two of them? No, four of them. Four of them. Ooh. He's got he's got four uh, pins. You can buy them individually at, I think, $9.99 each or all four of them for $29.99, if I'm remembering that off the top of my head. But basically, uh, I frankly get all four of them because they all come in like a, you know, those, um, so there's Hubba Bubba blocks of chewing gum. There's chiclety style, you know, little hard shell bites of, of gum. This is going somewhere. Trust me. There's <laughs> okay. the sticks. There's the long flat sticks like Wrigley's and all that, like you, you and then yeah. there's the tiny little sticks and these days, the, the tiny trident. little sticks. Yeah. Yeah. When we were growing up, the, 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 those little sticks, the little slats were in a wrapper, like a, a foil wrapper that you would open these days. They have like a cool wrap around tuck and close, uh, container for them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The little like dispenser, almost like a little cigarette pack. So, uh, yeah, thing. yeah. 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 Just, you flip, yeah. you flip the, the, front face open and you pull one out like it's like a two rows of of planks and then you tuck it back in oh it's all fancy anyways that's the packaging <laughs> this is it's a long way to get where i was going here but <laughs> that's the packaging he has for the pins and if i understand well i mean i didn't see the let me see here I'm, yeah 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 so is it four pins all together because it kind of looks like oh yeah it is so it's uh, uh it's four sets of two pins so when you get the pack, for example, it's you can see the four uh, stylized plasm containers, and it says you know plasm play gel and all that. And then uh, the pin under there's a pin underneath that's based on the little uh, little plastic mm. translucent uh, ghost guy that uh, came with it way back when. Uh, he's he's gone out of his way to. You know, there's there's the the no symbol, but there's no no ghost and uh, all that. It's story. very copyright uh, friendly. Um, yes, good, good on you there, AJ. But it's really yeah. sharp, like the package. Like I said, you can go buy these individually for like ten bucks, but man, thirty bucks to get all four of them. I'm even. I'm tempted. So. Yeah. Oh, I see. If you hit the because I was I'm looking. I'm on GB fans right now, but I'm on my phone. 
And yeah. I was like, it's so small to see, but if you hit the uh, the photo, obviously, it uh, gives you that yeah. nice little light box. Okay, there we go. It's got that wonderful little oh, tuck that's pack, cool. and when you open the tuck pack, you can see the little ghosts underneath sort of thing. Oh, or that's funny. they have, yeah, here's the individual cards, which is just a single card uh, with the, boat, the two pins on it side by side. Um, wow. And 30 bucks gets you the, the whole set of, of eight of lapel pins. Eight lapel so, pins. Yeah. So yeah, uh, two, um, in, two in each one. That's awesome. Uh, designed by Eric Christensen, the description also says. I want to make sure we get that out there. But there we go. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. All of the kind of like, you know, uh, handmade, bespoke uh, uh, fan stuff uh, that that people have been creating. There's been, there's a lot of really cool stuff out there. Um, and yeah. Pro, proton pins, ecto crank crank's got a, a huge shop now that he's got other Ninja turtle stuff, uh, you know, that he's creating. Um, just always uh, cool to see that kind of stuff. Uh, your, your Deke peaks t-shirt, Chris, uh, is mm. it's, it's wow. It's getting hot. A lot of people in the UK, oddly enough, really? are really ordering up that shirt. I don't know. Um, well, maybe it's like a, a big fashion statement in the UK over across the pond, but not here. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, if you haven't gotten yours, uh, if you want your knock knock inspired shirt, uh, go to ghostbustershq.net slash shop to pick it up because it yeah. will be disappearing soon. We're going to do another in deep few weeks, weeks here in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. So next, next, next couple of weeks, we'll do another one. And that means the old shirt goes away. Yes. Now's your chance. I will say if you are in the UK or if you are abroad, if you're not in uh, North America, um, DM me first before you buy it on Etsy, because we can get you a better, the, the VAT tax is ridiculous. I don't know how yeah. you guys deal with it. Um, so if, if you're looking to buy it, uh, send us a direct message if you're abroad and we'll, we'll take care of it. Everybody here in uh, the U S and Canada, you're stuck with Etsy. Sorry, that's just the easiest and best way to do it. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure out a way if you're elsewhere uh, to get you one of those shirts. Um, all right, I think that's everything. Oh, oh, the Will Deutschendorf thing. I wanted to. Yeah, let's let's quickly talk about that because I, I do you follow him on Instagram at all. Uh, I think technically I do, but I'm terrible on Instagram. Uh, and he doesn't post often. He's not like a big Instagram no. type of person. Yeah. For somebody who's as, as fed up with Facebook as I am and leaning hard into Twitter, you'd think by now I'd uh, <laughs> have put a little more time and energy yeah. into I keep meaning to. It was one of my New Year's resolutions was to pay more attention to Instagram, but I'm not. Not quite there. And it's funny, you're fed up with Facebook and you lean towards Instagram and then you start getting Facebook messages through Instagram. And you're like, oh, come on. I yeah, got well, rid of this. Yeah, well, that's the downside. Yeah. The two of them are, are tied. Um, oh, well. But uh, yeah, Will posted this really funny thing because obviously, you know, he's got his gym uh, where he teaches karate and gymnastics and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and uh, he, it was the first post that he had put up in quite some time where he was talking about the cleanliness of his gym. You know, everybody's concerned about cleanliness and disinfecting of the gym. And he's like, we've got top people handling it. And he swivels the camera over to the side and his kid has got like the disinfecting thing. And they're maybe like six years old, like right on it, dad, you know, (laughs) just disinfecting the floor. Uh, very funny. Um, but, uh, I, I, I brought that up as a side tangent because he was in looper, uh, and I, I haven't gotten to read this, Chris. So it, it's just him talking about his experience on Ghostbusters Two. What what was the article? Oh no, it's a little bit uh, circumspect, but it's um, uh, I, I should call it up. I should have called it up before, but um, I don't know. It my initial impression, and I could be wrong here, was that Looper was looking to do some Ghostbustery stuff and kind of 
I don't know. It's a rarity. I think they may have created an article out of thin air rather than, uh, you know, leaning on whatever was hot or innuendo or whatever. They quite literally, um, they talked to him. They mentioned very early that, uh, he was going to be talking more in the second, uh, Bueno, uh, productions documentary for Ghostbusters 2, um, and spent a lot of time talking to him about it. And it was all very him phrase, like single guy phrase. And I was like, oh man, this kind of, for, I was actually mad at Looper for a while. Cause I was like, did you guys not know about Hank? And then the second half is, is, you know, uh, Hank's hope for a cure and all that. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, like, that's good. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, the, the thing that caught me was it was a clickbait headline, which was, uh, um, you know, um, see the baby from Ghostbusters two today or something like that. Like, uh. What's he up to now? And I just clicked on it just to quickly see what it was. And initially I just thought it was a, you know, one of those things where you see these pages looking for some clickbait and they yeah, stumbled a upon photo a, of him saying a photo of him growing yeah. up. And so they go, well, here he is today or worse yet. I was expecting to get there and they're like, we'll show you quickly click through 20 photos of other ghostbusters people it's like no like what ah! and it wasn't and it was 20 ads it, yeah it was quite a bit it they they kind of they kind of detailed him in his life and they talked a bit about um being on the movie and then like i said uh, they then started talking up that he was going to be in the new documentary and and then wrapped it up so i th- i think like i said i think it may have started the same way which was we kind of want you know we got people who were kids when Ghostbusters 2 came out, we certainly catch their attention if we did a, a piece on them, what's he up to? And they go, and I don't know, got a hold of him and talked to him by the sounds of it. And yeah, yeah. they did, did a half, half decent, uh, uh, looky at, uh, what he was, where did I put, I can't find Which it. Which is, I mean, that's all, I mean, cause I know that he's kind of, and for good reason, uh, you know, Will has kind of stepped away from doing press yeah. and uh, that signing that the containment unit did with him was like one of the very first, if not the only signings that he's done in quite some time. Um, so he, he kind yeah. of has, has stepped away and, and doesn't, that's not really his life anymore. And no. he doesn't really uh, do that kind of thing. So it's any, any interview, like when the one he did, I think it was right after Hank passed, to be honest, uh, on Yes, Have Some. You know, that was one of the first times I've heard him talk at great lengths yep, about exactly. things. So Here it is. What baby Oscar from Ghostbusters 2 looks like today? And I was like, well, this is clickbait <laughs> Thanks, BuzzFeed. Nonsense. Yeah. Uh, a couple of decades since the movie. Sequel to. Same difference. Second installation. Blah, blah. Fit familiar faces. Yeah, baby Oscar is played by two different actors who were twins. It's all pretty yeah, straightforward. And then yeah, it's it, it, it like the the there's a, a subline like William T uh Deutschdorf currently leads a life a quiet life out of the limelight. So, you know, kind of talks from uh uh William's only other credit appearance. Yeah, it's other than the movie, uh, they're like his only other appearance is the upcoming too hot to hit, like literally somebody did some research to put an article together. I was yeah. like, fantastic. Well done. Um, currently in post-production promises over 30 interviews. So yeah, they went looking at the Bueno stuff and like they actually synthesized together an article <laughs> and then wrapped it up with, oh, wonderful. you know, that, you know, that Hen, you know, Henry had died and, uh, Will started the Hank's hope for a cure and they, uh, cover that. Uh, yeah, even talks like about, you know, Hank uh, 
um, when he was diagnosed and kind of how it went out of control. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It sounds like a yeah, pretty so, meaty article. Yeah. Considering. And, and, so. and, yeah. And ends with a, you know, the, the, if the, the national suicide prevention, you know, lifeline number and all that stuff. So yeah, like round of applause for looper. Cause I was nice. expecting it is technically clickbait, but instead of just <laughs> shit, they just pull together and they may still have it. I, I can't hundred percent say there's no quote, quote from him. So I don't think they talked to him directly, but honestly, if they were just going for the clickbait, they could yeah, have like they did do some left digging. off. And yeah. no, they, they dug it up. They Half the article talks about, you know, Hank's hope for a cure. It's like, all right, fair enough. Nice. Yeah, we'll go, we'll, we'll post that up in the notes and we'll, we'll re, uh, repost it on, yeah, on yeah. social media for you guys to see, but yeah, check that out. And, um, and also that, that did remind me the containment unit guys, they have a new signing with Eldo Ray Estes. I uh, saw that. <laughs> Mr. Ghostbusters. All right. Uh, which, um, again, he's, he's one of those people that's, uh, not, not a rarity, you know, he's a, he's a makeup artist in, in Hollywood and New York city and is, is working and as a professional and doing, doing a great job at what he does, but he doesn't really do signings and, and stuff like that because that's not, that's not what he does. He was a background extra on the, you know, whatever day they were shooting in Manhattan. Um, and he just happened to be famous because of his, <laughs> his very enthusiastic portrayal. He stuck out. Oh, yeah, he man. was, he was that background extra that uh, I'm sure the editors hate, like uh, directors and editors hate, because at the time they're trying to hold big picture in their head, and it, then you get into the editing room <laughs> and you realize, oh my god, that redheaded <laughs> punk and he's, is is so noticeable that every we actually shot. Yeah. every shot, and not only that is <laughs> like so clearly mouths the words like uh, Ghostbusters. All right, it was like uh, yeah. oh, we actually have to ADR somebody saying Ghostbusters. That's, yeah, I don't think that's right. actually like, his voice. Yeah, that's, that's some absolutely group person that's yeah screaming Ghostbusters. All right, yeah, that's but fantastic. It's I was I was watching the movie with my daughter uh, earlier this week, and again around that sequence, that's always when my eyes just start to wander, where I look in the corners of frames, and I'm always looking at places where your eye is not naturally drawn to, yeah. and. He pops up right when the Ecto-1 first arrives at 55 Central Park West or 550 Central Park West. Um, and and he just goes nuts. Like he, <laughs> he the, the, the take that he has where his like jaw drops and his mouth is agape and he starts jumping up and down yelling, oh my God. Oh, he's, it's so good. He just loses his he's, mind. He's like the the... You know, the proto-meme from a time before memes <laughs> of that guy from, I don't know what reality show it is, but there's that, there's that, that kid, well, I shouldn't say kid, everybody's a kid to me these days, but that 20-something who's just does the, the giant, like, shocked O face, and then he, like, does the side oh. look to the person, like, oh my god, like, that guy that got memed a million times in the last couple of years is like, Aldo is like the the eighties version of that. Like he, he really just, is. And he just he hams it up so much compared to everybody and else. And I mean so, that in a good way, right? Yeah, no, and he's so good natured about it. Like I, I I took a screen capture of it because when I saw that I decided I'm gonna like isolate that into a you know a four by three or one by one frame and put it on Instagram and and tag Eldo in it because I think he's gonna love it. And of course, yeah, he responded like uh you know, I was very excited that day or something like he just yeah. kind of brushed it off his shoulder. Uh, but, um, so anyway, so yep. if, if you want to get a signing with him, check that out. I believe 
you don't have to be on Facebook. Uh, good on you guys. Tip of the cap to the containment unit people for not making us be Facebook members to, to get in on it now. Uh, just go to their, I think it's uh, Instagram and their Twitter handles. They have a few options and all the details on to, you know, how, how to select your, uh, your, your five by seven or whatever it is, eight by five, uh, uh, photo and, uh, have it signed and, uh, yeah, check, check that out because man, I, I can't even imagine what Eldo Ray Estes signs on your autograph. I'm sure it's going to just be <laughs> Ghostbusters. All right, but it's going to be in all me. caps with yeah. many exclamation points. The fantastic part is he's, um, he's a really good representation of like, he's, he's a snapshot of the time. Cause he, if I recall correctly, him and his friends heard about filming and went down and kind of imparted themselves into the crowd stuff. Like they, they weren't specifically hired if I understand. No, correctly. no. Yeah. That was, I think that's actually in cleaning up the town where he talks about that. Yeah. They had heard, uh, that the SNL movie was shooting down the street or something like that. Or they, they had heard that somebody kept, you know, shutting down central park West and it was yeah. causing a terrible traffic nightmare and they were going to go check it out. And so you, you got, yeah. you got, uh, you know, the, the secret service and the police and the national guard and rabbis and, <laughs> and priests and yeah. Krishnas, <laughs> uh, some straight up, uh, <laughs> you know, ripped from, um, the, the Quincy punk rock episode punks. Like they are all extras hired to specifically look like a weird ragtag of New Yorkers. And then in the middle of it is this kid that just stands uh, out like a yeah. sore thumb. Like he's, he almost, logically should have been one that was mispicked. It's like, oh, you went too far. No, he was 100% just a New York kid. Uh, very much this, I mean, definitely, you know, punk too, but like the suit punk kind of. Yeah. Whatever yeah. That, that leading into the, the talking new heads, wave and stuff uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? CBGB's, um, uh, I guess that covered CBGB's covered everything, but anyways. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, funny. And oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, you know, and that, the, the, that weird, super red bowl cutty thing he's got to go there the the feathered hair oh my god the 80s um that's <laughs> oh, so good it's so good but um, I miss so yeah, my go hair. get get your eldo ray estes signature uh but while while supplies last don't wait another minute pick up your phone and call the professionals go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers i'm sorry we'll do it again we want to hear from you leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742 that's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris, uh, before, before I turn the, uh, the microphone over to you for your final thoughts here, I, I just wanted to send, uh, thoughts, well wishes, stay safe, uh, to all of our friends in, in Texas at the moment right yeah. now, because holy moly, 
seeing some of the photos of people with their frozen bathtubs and frozen pipes bursting and uh, just knowing what a crazy apocalyptic uh, day after tomorrow ridiculousness is happening down there um, is is very scary and I hope everybody is staying warm and staying safe uh, and and doing your best with what's been dealt with uh, to you so um, and and if you are listening to us and you are uh, you know having any any difficulties, please uh, reach out. I, there's not much that we can do from afar, but uh, you know we're we're here for well wishes and whatever we can we can possibly do. Or once the roads clear up, hop in the car and uh, get out of there. Uh, <laughs> it's we got COVID going on right now, so it's kind of difficult to be like, come on over and crash on my couch. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, uh, do do what you can to stay safe. Um, but uh, what what uh, what have you got for uh, for some final thoughts this this episode? Oh, that was my final thought. You semi stole it. Uh, I, oh, I repeat sorry. what I told sorry. people on Twitter, which is uh, I've seen way too many uh, video clips from Texas of people who um, have zero to well, there's nothing like they, let's just say zero, no, no experience on walking on ice or you know, uh, yeah, crusty, crusty snow and all this sort of thing. Uh, and you know, you know this, I know this, all our Canadian listeners know this. Walk like a penguin. Yeah. If it looks suspect, keep your feet together. Soft shoe. Yeah. Do the do the little. Uh, don't lift your legs. Do the little shuffle of your feet. Keeps it keeps the center of balance underneath you. Uh, at, like I've I've seen so many people de- like downstairs. And then worst yet is people's reaction is, oh my God, somebody took a fall instead of their first reaction was, oh my God, the steps are covered in ice. So maybe I shouldn't rush over to help them. And like, I've, I've seen five person wipeouts in video clips. Like, uh, I, I just, I mean, I understand there's a lot of big issues going on down there, but I, my eyes cannot take any more, uh, hip trauma. Oh my, oh no. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, broken arms, broken legs, uh, broken other, arms, broken other legs. terrible things. Yeah. None of your cars have the tires you need. So stay home. <laughs> like, and just... I know that that's, that's one of the biggest problems that they're having right now is nobody can, nobody can drive cause the roads no. are all crazy iced over and, and nobody has studded snow tires because you, of Texas. Why would you if need it that? Had, if it had been a light snow, you guys would be okay because Texas, not 100% flat, but generally flat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little bit of snow, you know, you're, you're, you're all, all years and you're all seasons and all that would kind of do you, do you in a pinch if you had to sort of thing, but oh no, this is not, yeah. this is winter tire territory and none oh, of man. you have it. I yeah. would be surprised to find most of Texas doesn't even they don't even stock winter tires <laughs> like <it's> just... <laughs> probably all all uh, weather all season uh, tires or something like that but yeah no, there, there's there's, there's some no some, of, some of the outlying areas and all that sort of thing that um, i know do get snow and I'm, I'm sure they're used to it but anyways the um what was i gonna say the yeah don't don't slip on the ice don't drive your don't car and i'm don't hoping by the time car. you listen to this on monday uh things have returned somewhat back to normal and the the yeah. melt has started and you guys will be okay oh but. and send a letter to your representatives because they're a little confused on on how this relates to climate change <laughs> yeah uh, a little bit so uh, yeah again, just a day little. after tomorrow um it's pretty simple. Um, so if you have a global temperature and it raises by a couple of degrees, that's energy into the system. And when you put energy into the system, it changes the way the system was usually working. So things like Arctic air will suddenly now punch its way through 
to the freaking Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so it's... Um, I think the, the global warming misnomer is what yeah, kind of hurts everybody. Climate change. Yeah, this climate is change. not global yeah. warming. This is climate <laughs> change. And unfortunately, you guys, you guys got a... Well, I mean, all the states got hit with it hard, but Texas just not used to it, right? So all of these polar vortexes. This is now like the third or fourth time that it's happened in the last three yeah. or four years. So um, yeah, well, this is yeah. definitely the most serious. Like, yeah, I don't this even is, think this the is previous a big deal. So yeah, please, please, everybody, stay safe. Hopefully, the uh, the audio stylings of a Ghostbusters podcast have <laughs> entertained you while you're in your uh, three man tent in your living room trying to keep warm. I'm so sorry. Uh, please yeah. stay warm, stay safe, and uh, keep oh, keep each uh, other safe. Run your taps. Yeah, so don't freeze. If you still can. If not they fu- not full on. Over. Yeah. Not full on, but yeah, if you can get a little trickle going uh, to keep them from freezing. What else? Outside taps. Maybe go wrap a, a, a towel around them. Towels just, around the pipes. Yeah, the, the, that's usually the, what we would end up doing is like, you, you never uh, think about the pipes in your garage, like your drain pipes, yeah. things like that. Once, um, it's, once it's inside the wall, it's kind of semi-protected, but it's that metal tap on the outside that just keeps sucking up the cold and feeding it down the pipe. Yeah, I'm sure this is all stuff so, that hopefully you've already done if you're listening hopefully. to us. But, yeah, it yeah. might be a little too late. But And um, of course, by the time we drop on a Monday, it'll probably all be over. So Well, yeah. I'm hoping, yeah. My uh, final thought is useless is what it comes down to. It's, useless. Yeah. Uh, we we love you all out there. That's our final thought. Uh, just, yeah. just take our, our best wishes. Oh, gosh. Yes, please. Um, all right. Well, uh, until next week, uh, But like I said, we're going to probably um, – do a, a deep peeks uh, pretty soon. Uh, we're trying to wrangle a couple interviews for you all out there. Uh, we're definitely going to be doing some building because uh, Chris and I compared lists as to what we have uh, so far, and we we, we got to get building. We have a lot to do. Yeah, we got so many. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so f- fun fun things coming in the next few weeks. And uh, until then, stay safe, love one another, and we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so